Welcome to another edition of the Smart Podcast, the sports medicine and related topics podcast. I am Chris Raby, along with my co-host, Dr. Jason Young. You can find Doc at his website, jasonpyoungmd.com. He is an orthopedic surgeon, and you can find him at Advanced Orthopedics at 8225 Clayton Road. We have a really special edition of the podcast for you today and a very special guest, Jen Hinkle. Jen is one of the founders, along with her husband, of the Ali Hinkle Foundation, founded after their son Ali passed away five years ago. Jen, her husband, countless others, and their foundation are closing in on raising $1 million for the research and advancement of congenital heart disease to create more awareness of congenital heart disease diagnosis and treatment. They are doing incredible, incredible things, serving heart families and funding the most promising pediatric heart research. Again, they're doing unbelievable things. Their website is alihinkleheartfoundation.com. Coming up on May 20th in Kirkwood is the Love Run. It's presented by the Ali Hinkle Heart Foundation and the Children's Heart Foundation, another group that's doing really amazing things in terms of dollars to fund research to advance what we know and how we can treat congenital heart disease. These two groups are working together to put on what will be an unbelievable day, a timed 5K, a children's fun walk. Uh, So many of the amazing youngsters that have battled and have taken on heart challenges are going to be there, and we want you to be there. The website is loverunstl.com, loverunstl.com, and it's on May 20th in Kirkwood. The run and the walk will be through the Kirkwood neighborhoods. You can learn more about uh, everyone that's a part of this, the Ollie Hinkle Heart Foundation and the Children's Heart Foundation, again, at the website. Go and register. We want to see you at the Love Run. The website is loverunstl.com. Now we get to share with you, Jen, and also Jason's story is this is something that has affected Jason's family. Uh, His family has become involved, and I guarantee whatever you know, however much, however little, you know about what it means to be a heart family. What you know, what you don't know about congenital heart disease, uh, you're going to love this conversation. So without further ado, my co-host, Dr. Jason Young and Jen Hinkle of the Ollie Hinkle Heart Foundation. Dr. Jason Young, a on-location edition of the Smart Podcast, the sports medicine and related topics podcast. Also joined by Jen Hinkle here in Doc's office because uh, really excited about a KMOX spotlight piece we put together and a great, great race for a great cause coming up next month, uh, the Love Run for the Children's Heart Foundation and the Ali Hinkle Foundation. Doc, uh, thanks so much for inviting us in and, and talking about it's going to be a great day for a fantastic cause. Yeah, we're, we're super excited. Um, you know, obviously, I, when we thought about the name for the podcast, I wanted to be able to talk about all sorts of different aspects of, of sports medicine. And so here we are talking about something that I'm also passionate about, um, which is 
raising money for heart research and giving back to kids who have heart conditions because we have we've got uh, um, two great foundations um, who do great work and uh, so we've sort of united on this to try to get as much um, uh, joy for the kids who are you know going through uh, potentially tough times and families as well as uh, raise some money, Re raise some money to do some local give back, do do some uh, and do some research. So uh, I'm sort of, you know, I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, I, after my kids went through surgeries related to heart conditions, I never really, I knew I was going to do something. I never knew what it would be. Um, and um, honestly, uh, Jen and Mark Hinkle sort of led the way for me to be able to be a part of this and so I thank Jen for for coming and chatting about it Welcome. and uh, so I, I want her to talk about what we kind of have two unique foundations that have teamed up uh, mostly because the Heart Foundation is really um, really designed to be a fundraiser for research and that's the primary goal and they've, they've sort of set the bar and have raised you know nine million dollars that have gone to research and so um, it's a national organization that has multiple state arms at this point and um, and so we're, we're proud of what we do here in Missouri um, and, and so the Hinkles have been a part of that but also have um, uh, branched out to do um, some other things and so I wanted Jen to kind of talk about what what they do locally and, and sort of the local element uh, helping families moms, dads, um, and the kids go through this process. And so, um, so Jen, take it away. Yeah, so we, um, between our two organizations, we kind of, I feel like we cover all these bases. Um, so my husband and I believe a lot in um, funding the research, and we love this process of choosing grants that the Children's Heart Foundation has set up. They have uh, teams of cardiologists and surgeons from all over the country that come together and just sort of sift through all the research applications and pick the most promising projects. So we can feel confident that there's some thought and a lot of skill and expertise being put into which programs are being chosen for funding. Um, but as heart parents herself and as someone who's lost a child, um, I've seen the need for um, sort of just love and care for these families who are kind of in the thick of it. I, I'm grateful to be out of the thick of it now in one way or another, but um, we started wanting to do a little bit more outreach on a local level. and. To do that, we started our own foundation. Um, we've still been funding research through the Children's Heart Foundation for the past few years. And, but we wanted to take it a little bit further into, um, we're sort of, the backbone of our mission is funding research. That's where the majority of our money goes. But the heart and soul of it is really our outreach programs. So that's anything from um, taking care packages to families in the hospital, or um, sending dinner into a family that's been stuck in patient for a while. We've paid people's mortgages and bills before to help them when they're feeling a little buried financially. We've 
gone so far as to pay for funerals for heart warriors that have passed away mm. too soon. Um, and a really fun relation between with Jason and my background is that um, a really big part of our outreach is these care packages that we take into the hospitals. And it's all kind of word of mouth. I have a few social workers at each hospital that let me know when a family could use a little bit of sunshine or other heart moms who are inpatient who sort of identify another family that could use some love. And these um, packages that we're giving them are, they're all based on when Jason's wife, Ashley, who's a dear friend of mine, she showed up when we were in the hospital um, the last week before Ollie passed away. And I had never met her in person. She sent me a message and one afternoon and asked where in the hospital we were. And five minutes later, she comes walking off the elevator with two bags full of um, toiletries and magazines and snacks and um, teddy bears for the kids and or for my for my daughter and um, all the way up to just she had gotten these women in this group that were in on Facebook to write us little letters of encouragement and she printed them all out and packaged them in there and um, even I had never seen my father-in-law cry until that day and that's what made him cry and um, so it's kind of everything that we do is just sort of very organic and we're kind of just putting back out there what people have done for us. So what did that do for you in that moment? Do you, do you remember just immediately how you felt when oh, you yeah. saw her walking towards you? And the, yeah, how did yeah. that, how did that then in the face of tragedy make you want to do something that has grown and grown and grown into this incredible, incredible foundation? It, it did so much for us. Um, we were very touched that this whole group of people who many of them I had never even met before um, cared about us and they were pulling for us and praying for us and um, it just kind of, I don't know, you're holding on to anything you can get your hands on for hope and um, strength to keep on going and it did that for us. Yeah, I. I it's just, it's really, it's one of those things that in, until you, I mean, being a physician, being around, you know, as we train, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, but as we train, we, we have, you know, I, I did CV surgery, I, I did PEDS, I, I went to Shriners Hospital, and I saw and dealt with families undergoing these diagnoses, but I was always on the doctor side of it, and I, I never had any idea what those folks, you try to be compassionate and empathetic, but I had no idea what they were going through and then here I am wrapping up my residency onto fellowship and and then you know my son at the time gets gets diagnosed right in the middle of, of me trying to train and it's just a very dark it's like a void that you're like is this is this real is this really happening like what do, what do I do now and am I gonna be able to still work how's this like your mind goes a million different directions and it's like with my son's diagnosis, I had to go to work the next. I took one day off for a scheduled outpatient procedure for him and didn't have the procedure, came out with a diagnosis of a heart block and a recommendation for a pacemaker. Um, and so your world is just spinning, but I, I, you know, you haven't changed clothes in 24 hours. Um, you know, you're sleeping on hard chairs. And, and so um, having someone show up and be like, 
we're thinking about you. We're, you know, here's a support group. Call us if you need us. Um, I mean, all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Like, other people have done this before. And they're on the other side of it. And here they are helping you. I mean, it's just a remarkable, remarkable thing. And then my wife was involved with the group. And that, that's how she, you know, we got through the surgery. And he's doing great. And that's all fine. And I'm training and working my tail off to get my practice up and running. And we meet the Hinkles. And then I'll, I'll be damned if a year goes by. And with our last, we get another heart diagnosis. And it's like, you I'm like, we're back here again? I mean, it's just like mind-boggling. And this time we knew in utero. And so then for nine months, you're thinking about, okay, what happens when Miles is delivered? How's this going to work? How long, how long is he going to make it before he needs surgery? When's surgery going to be? There's so many unknowns. I mean, it's just like, I can't, I can't even explain like what, I, I worked through that whole time frame, but you, you just have to mentally get, get through it. Um, and so having families come in and pat you on the back and give you a hug and give you some, the simple things, like it just keeps you going in those tough times. And so, um, and the Hinkles do it, I mean, Jen is at the hospital constantly and, you know, bringing Pappy's barbecue and just whatever you can do to bring a smile to somebody's face. And that's, I mean, it's just unbelievable. What did you know about jumping into the fundraising arena? Um, Anything? Or? <laughs> no. Because it, it seems you can explain a little bit, and I'm sure people will see the, the piece at KMOX.com, but just the, the growth and how quickly you guys are able to garner so much support and start to raise these real dollars that are making a real difference. Did that surprise you? Were you kind of just learning on the fly? Yeah. I tell people all the time, we've just kind of, we've just been learning as we go. Um, my husband and I are, we, one thing that we did feel from the get-go when we started thinking we want to keep raising money and we want to keep funding this research was that we sort of felt like it was a waste of our resources if we didn't tap into our relationships with the local um, chefs and restaurateurs and um, we have a lot of connections with wine vendors and all the local breweries. So that was sort of the beginning of our, our fundraiser that now is um, where we earn the biggest chunk of our money. Um, you can give a plug to your restaurants if you want, yeah. by the way, so people know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, what you're alluding sure. to. Um, Olive and Oak and the Clover and the Bee and Webster Groves. Um, so we started, we raised this money um, during our son's funeral. We raised $13,000 and sent that to the Children's Heart Foundation, and it felt really good, so we just wanted to keep going. And at the time, my husband worked at Annie Guns in Chesterfield, and we thought, oh, well, we'll just, we'll have a fundraiser in the parking lot, and our brewer friends will come and pour beer, and, um, and our friend who's in a band will come play music, and people will pay $20 to come. And it just kind of, we took it further and further until this, Food and Wine Festival came to be um, eight months later that featured 20 local restaurants and 200 wines and six local brewers. And even that day, I remember our friends and family coming. And that first year, we had 220 people, and it was mostly people that we knew. 
and they got there and they're like, whoa, this is like a real event. Yeah, and we're you guys like, are for real. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's great. And yeah. it, we surprised ourselves too. And I mean, fast forward five years and now we have um, a thousand attendants and we're raising $300,000. And um, cumulatively this year, we're, if everything goes according to plan, we should surpass the $1 million mark in funds raised since his death in 2013. Yeah. Well, and if you're a foodie and you haven't gone to the food and wine event, you need to go. It is fantastic. Um, gosh, I mean, there's so much food and wine. It's, it's. I mean, you really can't even consume it all. So you need to take off Monday. Yes, you do. It's on a Sunday, so you have yeah, to take off that Monday. And, you do. And Doc, for people who maybe outside of the medical industry aren't reading the trades, but are going to these events or hearing about these events, these dollars being raised and the work being done by um, Hinkle Foundation and also CHF, it's making a huge difference compared to where this funding was even just a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, it's growing exponentially, and um, which is great because unfortunately the research is in, in these diagnoses are one in 110 kids. And so we, we We've got a lot of work to do. I mean, it, it is the number one birth defect um, that causes death um, for infants. And so it's really, it's just super important. And, um, you know, I've become, oddly, it's, it's strange to have an orthopedic surgeon on a board of a heart foundation and, and that intimately involved in sort of the realm. But I've become friends with a lot of the CV surgeons and cardiologists. And so I'm always picking their brain about, you know, wh where are we going? What do we need to master? What do we, what, where do we lack in terms of either surgical procedures or the care of the heart after they've done the surgical repair? And, and that's one of the things that's really fascinating to me is that as you move the needle and you're able to do surgeries to save kids' lives in infancy, you open up a whole nother avenue that most cardiologists haven't seen is that those kids will then grow and you're going to have to, it's the unknown is how, how long, um, you know, like for my son with his pacemaker, it's like, okay, well, what, what are we going to, you know, what's it look like when he's 40? What's it look like when he's 50? Well, we've got a few kids with him that have, that are in their thirties, but you know, with his specific type of pacemaker, nobody knows. And so he's gone through one battery change. He still has the same leads in place, which has been amazing. He's now 15. And so the leads have, you know, have essentially grown with him, which has been great. I mean, every little piece of the puzzle, it's just, it's just amazing to see. Like uh, one of the things that I'm, I think is, is gonna be unbelievable is the leadless pacemaker. And so um, having the ability to have a generator and then, you know, have a conductor on the heart that does the pacing. And they are out and they are being used in adults for certain conditions. I don't believe they're going for pediatrics yet, but it's like, my gosh, okay, we have a Bluetooth headset. Like looking around this table and all the stuff we yeah. have, you're like, how do we not, how are we not there yet? And then secondly, like, you know, my son had to go in a whole re repeat procedure just to change the battery because he gets about six years on a battery Okay, we've got Teslas, we've got watches that don't need batteries, so why, why don't we have pacemakers that don't need batteries? We have so much kinetic energy. 
Why, why, why are we not figuring that out? And so it's it just, when you start thinking about it, you're like, man, we've, we've, got a, we've got a long way to go still. And that's why we're so passionate about you know, raising this money. And, and like I said, I, I, I just love what the Hinkles do with, with the give back. Because uh, I can tell you, having gone through it twice, um, you know, without that, I don't, you know, I don't know if I would have made it. Because uh, just, it just beats you down. And you, you know, the pick-me-up is, is amazing. So. Well, it's going to be, uh, again, a great, a great day. And I was telling you earlier that seeing the pictures on the website of the, the kids, the Heart Warriors, with their capes on is just amazing. It's, it's awesome. Puts it into perspective, huh? It's sure. awesome. I mean, I would tell you that I got one cool story. Yeah. Um, so while Miles was, he was not born yet. I was working. And I had this patient that I had seen multiple times. Knew she had several heart surgeries and she had a pacemaker. Just the sweetest person. And she had a pretty significant injury with her knee. She had an ACL uh, done several years prior. And, you know, it appeared that it had torn again. And she's super active, running marathons and doing all this stuff. And just having some knee pain is kind of getting her down. And so um, just very hesitant to do anything. You know, and when I first met her, I, I never really asked what exactly she had and what, you know. And so Miles had his diagnosis, and then she came into the office, and they said, hey, I said, what, you know, what, what procedures did you have? And she said, well, I had, a, I had an AV canal repair. And so she's, at the time, late 20s, early 30s. And I said, no way. So my, I, we were just diagnosed. My, my son has an AV canal. He's going to have to have surgery. And so she talked me through the whole thing. She ended up having two surgeries and a pacemaker because back then, you know, she was lucky to get that. And so Miles came out with one surgery, no pacemaker, after having his. And so long story short, um, you know, here I am, like, doing my job as an orthopedic surgeon, and there's someone right in my clinic who had the same thing that my son was just diagnosed with, who then I went on to operate on and fix her ACL. And, I mean, just the layers. It was just one of those things, like, it was a way, if someone was speaking to me. There's a reason, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, I walked in, and I came home that day, and I'm like, I told, told my wife, I'm like, you're not going to believe this. Well, it turns out, um, you know, her husband, um, was the president of the Children's Heart Foundation of Missouri. Um, they just recently moved to uh, Ohio, and so they're intimately involved with us too. I mean, in this, that was like, that was after I met them and we went through that together, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. So that's when I joined the board and got involved. So it's just, you just never know. There's people around you with stories, and sometimes people bury it just to get through, but... Um, I know I've always been very vocal with it. I, I do, I've shared a lot online. And one of our, I mean, stories like this happen all the time for some reason in the heart community. And it's amazing that here we are talking about hearts and hearts are love and, but really there is so much love in the local heart community and it's very tight knit. And for us, love has been a theme that's carried my husband and I through very hard times. And 
when I started sort of seeing the light and making sense of my grief after exploring it for a few years, I came to this um, statement that love is greater than death and love always wins and love wins. And even driving to this interview today, there's a church right up the street that has um, in their bulletin, or what is that? The sign outside, Yeah, yeah. the marquee sign. Um, inside the sign it said, love wins, love wins. So it just kind of felt like yeah, no, it was another I mean, like full circle yeah, and, heart and, moment. And in, in, in Jen's you know, restaurant, they've got you know, pictures of all, all the people involved with the restaurant. And you know, a lot of people may or may not know that you know, it's all people from the heart community. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things that it's like you're, you're just a part of a, something bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're constantly meeting new people. We have people that come in. We do a, a summertime barbecue for anybody that can get to St. Louis and um, mostly for, um, you know, kids with pacemakers and things like that. And it's awesome for the kids to finally see someone else who has what they have and, you know, they're all swimming in the pool and, you know, and matching scars, matching, matching scars and stories and yeah. how you doing in soccer and yeah, I'm playing the cross. I'm not supposed to be, but I am anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just awesome to see because, you know, it's hard on these kids, uh, much less, you know, our, the parents. I mean, gosh, the kids, what they have to go through. Yeah, I saw I saw a story the other day on social media that a uh, newspaper was writing a piece about a boy who is in a wheelchair and he was entering a competition. I forget what the competition was and got to a very high level. And the headline said, um, you know, boy, uh, I forget the exact phrasing of it, but basically, you know, portrayed it as a disability. And he mm -hmm. reached out via social media to the newspaper and said, listen, I was hoping you could change this, trying to change the perception. And there was a great dialogue about it, and they changed it. Said eventually, boy who uses wheelchair. You know, yeah. it's just it's it's not something negative. And for kids at a young age going through things that a lot of us don't have to go through to have that mentality that you know everyone's different, and it's not a bad thing. It's just something about me that that blows me away. I would yeah. never have had that maturity or state of mind or. Um, you know, just ability to not feel sorry for myself if I was in those shoes. So I'm, mm -hmm. I always marvel at that. There are a lot of kids who are dealing with stuff and they're doing it in ways that I could uh, never imagine. Yeah. I love that part because sure. I get to look oh, at yeah. I get to look at two kids every day. It's amazing. I mean, you know, my freshman in high school plays soccer. He he does everything. Um, he loves the fact that he has a little cis six pack in his abs even though <laughs> even though right down the middle he's got a you know an incision from from two heart surgeries and then and then my little guy miles i mean i mean so full of joy and mm -hmm. like there's nothing he can't do That's but when, when you know if you would ask me that when i had those days where they we were diagnosed you think like it's never that's not possible but to see kids who are able to go through that i mean it's it's awesome. You know? Well, these children, they'll go into surgeries and I mean, even little babies, one week old babies will go in for surgery and they are, um, they're given anesthesia and their chest is opened up and their heart is put on, or they're put on a machine that does the work of their lungs 
and pumping the blood while the doctor holds their heart and repairs it. And then he puts it all back in and closes them up and within seven days they're walking around the room yeah. and smiling and eating and I mean, you know, that's the, the best case scenario, but it's just incredible. It, it's a daily reminder that everything's gonna be all right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Miles, Miles was stayed longer in the hospital right after he was born than after his open heart surgery. And so Carl Becker is a surgeon mm -hmm. in Chicago, and so having had Carl operate three times on my two kids, um, you know, I gotten to know him. I said, "How? Like, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I fix rotator cuffs and cartilage injuries and ACLs and things. And like, how do you leave here and go to the Cubs game? Like, how do you? You know, that's the whole other side that fascinates me. Like, how do you turn your your brain off because I know what I have to do to kind of, you know, balance that. Um, but like after seeing what he did and watching Miles come out with, you know, just endless tubes and this and that and, you know, eight hours of surgery, I mean, those people are superheroes too. I mean, uh, I, it, sure. it takes a special, special human, and this is coming from a surgeon, it takes a special human to be able to do that, especially on little ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's phenomenal. Well, Jen, we do always like to end the podcast asking the guest for a piece of advice to give the listeners, but love always wins is pretty good, especially since you drove by it on the way over. No offense. I don't know if you could top that. <laughs> no, I think that pretty much says it all. I mean, that's what we're based on love and spreading love. We take our, our love for Ollie and we share it with others. And it was great to see that little reminder on my way here. Amen. Thank you to Dr. Young, and thank you to Jen Hinkle for coming in and sharing her story. Uh, again, the Ollie Hinkle Heart Foundation and the Children's Heart Foundation are doing incredible work, and we want to see you at the Love Run. Go and register right now, loverunstl.com, loverunstl.com. The 5K, the Fun Run and Walk are May 20th in Kirkwood, Come celebrate the heroes and heart warriors who spread love in the fight against congenital heart disease. If you want to learn more, too, about the Ollie Hinkle Heart Foundation, go to OllieHinkleHeartFoundation.com. That's O-L-L-I-E, HinkleHeartFoundation.com. A big thanks to Jen and her family. Best of luck. We'll see you guys at the race. For Jen and for Dr. Jason Young of Advanced Orthopedics, I'm Chris Raby. This has been the Smart Podcast. Love.